Welcome to the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast with your host, Kelly Sisson, wife, mother, therapist, and hippie at heart who loves Earl Grey iced tea, deep conversations, and encouraging others. If you need a little encouragement today, you are in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Hey guys, welcome back to an episode of Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. I am so happy that you're here with me today. On today's show, we have Christina joining us. Christina is a massage therapist. She is a life coach and overall, she is just a good stinking human. I'm telling you, I felt so at peace when I met with her. So if you live by her and you're not getting a massage by her, like what are you even doing? Set a schedule, go see her. Honestly, she's fantastic, and I know that her ability to share her story of not letting age limit her in any way is going to resonate with so many of you. You can literally do anything that you want to do if you're willing to put in the work. I don't care what your age is, you still have a lot of life left to live, and Christina is a fantastic example of this. Now to the show. Hi, Christina. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Kelly. Yes, absolutely. I am thrilled that we actually get to meet. This is fun and we can see each other, which is not always the case on the podcast. So I was very excited. It's like we're sitting down together, huh? Yes, just like you said, having coffee. Yes. Are you? (laughs) I was going to say you're having coffee. Exactly. And that's perfect. That's what we go for on the podcast. So I'm wondering, can you introduce yourself for the listeners? Sure. Um, Hi, everyone. My name is Christina Kinney. I'm 52. I'm from upstate New York in the Finger Lakes area. It's beautiful up here, especially today. I bet. Uh, The sun today. Oh, it's gorgeous. Um, I am married for one year to my wonderful husband, Donnie, and I have two grown children, and I have two grown stepchildren, and they all have significant others who (laughs) are wonderful and lots of um fur grandbabies at the moment Uh (laughs) lots of dogs and cats and you name it um i'm a massage therapist licensed massage therapist and a certified life coach i graduated from massage school um three years ago and uh very quickly have a very busy practice that i'm extremely proud of and awesome um very passionate about very passionate about life coaching and extremely passionate about helping um, women see their worth and encouraging them as well. So, so I love the theme of your podcast. Oh, thank you. And thanks for introducing yourself. And that's one of the reasons when, you know, I was talking with you about, you know, what are some passions? What are some things that you'd like to talk about? And you shared that with me. I'm like, perfect. You are like the perfect candidate to come on here and share <laughs> your truths and your perspectives, because I think that it's important for us to own that worth and, and to be able to be surrounded by other women who are on that own journey themselves. So I love that so much. Thank you. You know, I'm wondering if you can share your massage therapy journey with us. Sure. Um, well, I'm 52 now, and it started back when I was about 16 or 17, actually. I was on the track team in high school, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of pulled muscles and injuries that, that our team would get, and our coach would work on their pulled muscles, and he seemed to know where trigger points were to release a pulled muscle so someone could get back in a race. Um, and I was really intrigued by that. Yeah. I thought that was the coolest thing. And so I kind of just naturally started helping out my teammates and 
Um, if they had pulled muscles, I would be giving a massage or <clears throat> um, doing a little bit of trigger point work that the coach had showed. And everyone always says, no, you'd make such a great massage therapist. And, um, but back then when I was 16 or 17, massage therapy was not looked at like it is now. Yes. Um, it had kind of a dark, um, tone to it. You can sure, say. sure. It, still, it still does in some, uh, aspects and I get picked on once in a while. Do you? But, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a massage therapist. They, they don't like that joke. You know, the, yes. The, yeah. We all know what we're talking about. I was... So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry you're you killing me yes i bet um, i bet and it's more of the masseuse connotation where in the state of new york and many states in the u.s we are licensed we're licensed massage therapists which yes. is um a lot of schooling and it's it's much more difficult some of the states don't require any licensing whatsoever oh goodness um so um i kind of gave up on that and went about my life, um, going through a lot of hard times and many, many years and single mom and raised my kids and sent them off to college and was kind of like, Hmm, now what? Yeah. So, um, I had a whole bunch of jobs and I worked in a lot of doctor's offices and, uh, eventually being on my feet took a toll. And uh, I started getting terrible back pain oh, and I've been seeing a chiropractor and I went to, I was referred to a massage therapist, um, Betsy mm -hmm. and her and I, uh, talked quite a bit. And she said, she started talking about how she went to school for massage therapy. And I, you know, thinking she was an older woman. And to be honest, I can't remember how old she was, but it was impressive enough how she could give me a massage and be that strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so she started talking about going to college, like trying to convince me to do it because I, you know, told her my old love of giving massage. And she said, oh, you can do that. Uh -huh. And I was like, no way. I want nothing to do with going back to college. I yeah. had struggled with college. I had, it was terrible. It's just a horrible experience. And I, I just knew I couldn't do it. I had just convinced myself that I could not do it. So um, she said, well, I graduated from college at 53. And I was like, whoa, mm -hmm. 53. <laughs> like, like, who does that, uh -huh. right? So um, finally, I, I got the bug. And I started researching where the best school would be. And um, I signed up, like, shortly after after saying absolutely not, yeah. <laughs> I signed. Um, and I, I was 47 when I went back to school and I was 49 when I graduated. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, I think it was one of the proudest moments of my life because I thrived in this atmosphere. Yes. When you, when you are following a passion, something that you feel so strongly about, the hard work doesn't seem like hard work. It's just something you have to do. And, um, and, you know, being an average student my whole life and dropping out of college a couple times, um, I did not have the confidence that I would do well. And I actually graduated top of my class. That's awesome. And that was, that was just unheard of for me. So, uh -huh. um, 
you know that you're you're following your passion when you can thrive like that in that yes. atmosphere. Just a great group of classmates, and um, it was the experience changed my life for yes. sure. So it hasn't been very long that I graduated. <laughs> so um, I've been very busy, very blessed to be have such a busy practice. And um, I think reason being is that people feel that I'm very sincere about the need to help them. Right. Um, and, you know, there's some, some uh, probably some massage therapists are, you know, they do it as a job. Uh -huh. um it's how they make a living and right. for me it's it's just who I am like yes it's Christina the massage therapist yes <laughs> I love that so yeah been a blessing. Yeah, it sounds like it. And how interesting too. I'm always fascinated by this when there's like little parts of our almost like little how do I want to word it? Like I keep thinking droplets, which is not really the right word that I'm thinking of, but little hints throughout our lives of like what we're supposed to be doing or potential passions of ours and we don't often pick up on it until a lot of times somebody else points it out for us or mentions something about it and we start looking back like huh well that's really interesting that's something that's been there all along so I love that yeah it's um back when I was a single mom I really struggled a lot with um, knowing what my purpose was. I really didn't feel like I had one. Mm -hmm. And I, I, there was a book that came out at the time. I think it was called a purpose driven life. Oh yes. And I was so excited about this book. I was like, Oh, I'm going to read this book and I'm going to find my purpose in life. It's going to help me figure out what it was. And I was so disappointed when I finished it. And I was like, I have no, <laughs> right. what my, <laughs> sure. I still have no idea. I'm just floating along here. And um, looking back on that, it was like, oh my gosh, you just totally missed the boat because your purpose in life at that time was raising your kids, yes. was making them into, um, you know, productive, loving, compassionate, empathetic people. Right. And that was my goal. And that was all I cared about back then. But to, for someone to say, you know, well, what's your purpose in life that didn't have value? Yeah. You know, when you go to, everybody wants to know, are you married? Do you own your own home? And what do you do for a living? And that stuff was, I didn't care about that stuff. I just cared about raising my kids. Yes. And um, so I think, I think it's very difficult when, you know, people make such a big deal about finding your passion in life. And it stresses a lot of people out because they think there's this big, huge answer. Right. And sometimes it's, it's what you have, what you're doing in that exact moment is what your passion is. And we overlook it. We don't appreciate where we are in the journey yes. instead of looking so far down the road. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's it, it, the, the passion um, that I have now uh, is, is so different. It's actually more for me. Right. Um, uh, back then it was all about them. Yep. So yeah. it's different. Absolutely. You know, and I really want to give you props for, you know, being a single parent and being able, you know, to raise your kids in that way. Um, you know, I have not been through that experience, but I've watched one of my friends go through it and my sister actually. And um, it's just remarkable. You don't think about the fact that like you often don't really get a break, you know, like if, if you're tired, you don't get to like, I don't know, go up and shower by yourself and lay down or anything like that. You're just always on. Right. 
And a lot of times you don't have that ability to have those moments for yourself. And so, um, you know, that's, I would imagine so hard, but also so rewarding to know that you were able to do that. It is, um, you know, being a, a single parent was absolutely the hardest thing I've ever done. Yes. Um, you know, the, the, the old saying, you know, you're not given an instruction book when you're, when you become a parent. And so, um, being a single parent makes it that much difficult because you already have that feeling of a failure that you let your kids down somehow. Um, because you know, the, the marriage did not work out. So you're in constant fear that you're setting a bad example Mm -hmm. for your kids. And, um, that, that was very difficult. That was very hard. And, and you don't get a break. Even if you, even if you take a few moments to yourself, um, to have some quiet time or have some girl time, there's, there's always that they're always in the back of your mind. You're always wondering, are they okay? And I have to be home at a certain time to make sure that they're, (laughs) that they're safe. And, um, and when they're, when they're little, it's really hard when they're teenagers, it's almost terrifying because, sure. uh, especially when they start driving, because you, you don't know, you're not sure where they are sometimes and you just hope and pray, yes. um, that everything always is fine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's not until they're home, you know? Right. Right. Absolutely. But thank you for that. I think single moms out there, I think that they, they don't get enough credit. Yes. Um, it's extremely stressful, even if they make it look easy. Yes, absolutely. I love that you point that out because I think a lot of times, you know, we are good at just making things look easy and, and it's not. So that's awesome. Thank you so much I for, really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I appreciate that. So it sounds like your massage um, therapy business has um, been thriving and thriving. Is it fair if I say fairly quickly? It sounds like. Yeah, it was very quick. I was shocked. That's awesome. Um, at the time when I graduated, <clears throat> from college, I had, I'd been, I had a full-time job uh-huh. and a medical assistant in a really busy cardiology office. And so, um, the massage school happened on the weekends. And so yes. the studying was, um, you know, every night of the week and weekend nights when you got home and, um, it, I ended up, let's see, I graduated in July and then I started my practice in October because I had uh, passed my boards. Thank goodness. Yes. Um, <laughs> and um, from October to February, I was so busy that it was really taking a toll to work full time as a medical assistant and basically full time as a massage therapist. So I would come home every night and give two massages and then massage on the weekends. Oh, my goodness. And um so I had to, my husband and I had to sit down and, and talk about what we were going to do because I couldn't continue right. the way I was going. And, uh, that following that, that following March, I gave three months notice to my job and I started doing massage full-time out of my home. Yes. And, um, it was, it's been crazy busy. Every time I say, Oh, I'm going to come back a little bit so I can 
you know, relax a little more. And then I get more and more new, pay, new people yes. that, that want an appointment. So I'm like, nope, it's not time to back off yet. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's fantastic, though. I think you're right what you said earlier, though, when you are truly working and doing whatever you feel called to that people are able to feel that and um, feel it on a different or on a deeper level I think and that connection piece is huge and anything that we do that connection piece is huge and so I think that probably just speaks volumes to your ability to connect with others and to provide good service yeah and it's um, you know even when you're tired you're not tired yes you know, your body might be saying, okay, you know, maybe you could cut back a couple of weeks, but, but my, my heart and my, um, my mind just, I want to keep going. I, yes. You know, I wish there was time in the day, um, to get more people in, but I, I give myself a, a big enough break in between clients so that I can also have some self-care in between and yeah. not feel like I'm rushed. Yes. Um, I have time to talk with the client and, and ask how they're feeling and, you know, where they would like work done and, you know, what's going on in life. Yes. Um, but a lot of times we're so stressed out with everything going on and it, it affects us physically, which a lot of people don't realize. Mm -hmm. And they'll come in and start talking about this horrible, stressful situation that's going on or, um, you know, they had a fight with their significant other and it really takes a toll on us yes. um, physically and uh, mentally as well but physically as well and so I try to incorporate not only massage but some energy work to kind of help cool. um, set the tone so yeah. when when they and if they're stressed and they're they're uh, you know they can't relax they're mm -hmm. gonna have a really hard time relaxing so I try to throw a little energy work in there to help them calm down and and feel mentally great when they leave as well as physically yeah that is awesome thank you you know, you also mentioned being a certified life coach. And so I'm wondering if you can talk us through your desire to have become a life coach as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, life coaching is something uh, I look back now and realize I've always done that. Uh -huh. um, I was, for some reason, you know how they make the joke about I have vent to me written on my forehead. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know what yeah, you mean. Good um, <laughs> and so... Uh, I've, I've always done that. And, you know, a lot of people will look at it as just being a good friend, which basically that's exactly what it is. Um, when you have a, a friend who doesn't judge you for what you're going through or the choices that you're making and, um, you know, they're giving you advice or they're just encouraging you to follow your dreams or making sure, you know, everything is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and what, what started happening in the massage journey was that people would start to come in and they, we would chat a little bit before mm -hmm. the massage. They would tell me what was going on in their life. And during the massage, they would also be chatting about things going wrong or the stresses that they have. And, and um, you know, I would try to give tools of things that, you know, maybe I went through mm -hmm. in the past and how I got through it. Um, and then I started to realize that, you know, sometimes there were life coaching sessions happening during the massage, yes. during the massage. And I thought, I don't know how people relax when they're talking, but, um, I had one session where a client came in, I had not seen her in a long time and she'd had a lot going on in her life. And, 
um, she was on edge. I, she was about to burst into tears. And I think it'd been six months since I'd seen her. So instead of just, you know, putting her on the table and getting to work, I, I made her sit down and just kind of vent about everything that had been going on mm-hmm. and get it off her heart. And uh, she did that. We talked for 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I put her on the massage table and gave her a massage. And I think it was a profound experience for both of us. Yes. Um, she got to verbally vomit, uh-huh. as I say. Yes. When we have two going on in our heads, sometimes yes. you just have to start talking and let it all kind of, you yeah. know, come out. Uh, but she was uh, so much better able to relax during and en- and truly enjoy the massage. Um, yes. And I thought there's really something to this. So. Uh, I've decided that I'm working on a way of combining the life coaching and the massage so that people can come in and talk a little bit. Um, maybe I can help them, you know, give some tools as to how they can make some changes in their life in a positive way and then let them have the massage um, where they can kind of just let that stuff go for a little while. Yeah. A lot of times people are on the table and their mind doesn't shut off. Right. Right. So um, so life coaching was kind of a very natural transition for me to think about doing. Um, and I, I love it. One of the things, you know, you're passionate about something when it keeps you up at night, uh-huh. when you, Yes. when you can't sleep because you're thinking about all the exciting things you want to do and you want to learn and you want to look up the next day, yes. you know, you're, you know, that's something you need to follow and look into. Yeah, absolutely. So just, I want to make sure that I'm understanding this right. So you will do like a life coaching session and then do the massage therapy? Oh, yes. that sounds fantastic. It's, it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, I've had, I've had two sessions where I have done that. I'm still working on it um, because, you know, I have massage clients who have become life coach clients sure. and life coach clients who have become massage clients. Right. And, uh, life coaching is more about um, helping people kind of design their future and, yeah. and having the courage um, and the knowing their worth enough to know that they, they can do it. They mm-hmm. can do anything. And sometimes all you need is someone to point out all the wonderful things about you uh, that gives you courage to be like, you're right. I can do that. Yes. Uh, So uh, life coaching is, is different than any kind of therapy per se, because um, well, first of all, we're not life coaching is not a licensed thing. So Mm -hmm. um, where therapy, when you go to counseling or therapy, it's more of a helping them with their past, um, helping them heal, helping, giving them tools to help them overcome some things that are kind of uh, affecting their now. Yeah. Um, where life coaching, we acknowledge that. We, we kind of point out what might be getting in their way mm-hmm. as far as uh, why they're not um, getting further ahead where they want to be. Um, but it's more about building the tools and um, kind of being like a personal cheerleader to be telling people, you know, what you went through in the past, that's okay. We all have. Um, So, um, so for life coaching, at least what I have experienced so far is 
clients will come um, a couple times and then you won't see them for a few months because mm-hmm. if you're giving them tools or you're having them read a book or you're trying to have them um, change their life a little bit, you have to do that slowly. Yeah. So um, they may not be able to, you know, they're not going to come every week. Right. Like if they were coming to a therapist and um, which is kind of nice. It's yeah. really great because, because when they come back, it's like, you see all the progress they've made and they're so proud of themselves. Yes. Like, why didn't I do this before? You know? Right. So it kind of helps them to sort through chaos and be able to pick something to focus on. Yes. I love that. Well, you know, I really appreciate that you took the time to explain the difference between therapy and life coaching as well. I don't know if we've had a chance to talk about it. So I'm actually a therapist, a mental health therapist. And um, that is something that I know several therapists are getting into these days, you know, having their therapy role, but then also having like a life, um, life coach component, which is completely different from their therapy business. But I haven't heard yeah. somebody explain it that clearly before. So I really, really appreciate you doing that. Um, sure, yeah. Sure. You know what? And I also think that if somebody is considering therapy or life coaching or whatever that may look like, that's a good way for them maybe to differentiate between, you know, what they're looking for. So, yeah. Um, you know, I would imagine some therapists, you know, also do lots of life coaching, mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly. Um, and I think that, well, I have two clients who are see therapists and they see me yep yep um and i think it's i think it's awesome that yeah they're taking such good care of themselves you know everybody has a different perspective yes um and where the you know it's super important that we all heal from our past and acknowledge it and and be aware of it and work on it um it's also amazing when you have a, a different person who might be giving you a different perspective about how to take all of that right. and actually make help it make you stronger to give you the courage to do the things you might not normally do. Like you survived that. You got right. through that. Right. So now let's kick some ass. And yes. And get going. Yes. Life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think one thing too, um, there are some things that, I mean, I'm very, you know, transparent appropriately. So of course, you know, with keeping boundaries and ethics and all of that in mind with my um, therapy clients, but there are some things that I would imagine in a coaching role, I would be able to say more freely than I would be in a therapy session. And so what a nice compliment for somebody to have a therapist and have you working with them and a massage and massage. Like I'm just, this is the best. (laughs) I'm like, sign me up. Can you move to North Dakota so I can go see you? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes me kind of jealous sometimes too it's like I wish I had a session like this yeah you know, uh, for myself um yeah it's it's pretty nice as well um when you mention boundaries the, the nice thing about life coaching is that I am able to say um gosh you know I, I went through that as well yeah yes you know I'm I'm part of that as well and and this is what I did to get through it it's not um that might not work for you. It's not the same situation. And I certainly can't understand um, your personal situation, but this is what happened to me. And right. this is how I got through it. And I, I have found a lot of times that people appreciate that. Yes. They're, a- they're able to open up to me a little bit more because yeah. um, I have been vulnerable to them as well. Yes. And I think that 
that's really huge. That's a, a big benefit of being a life coach is to be able yes. to do that. Hey guys, totally interrupting here. My apologies, but I wanted to let you know about our weekly newsletter. I'm not sure if you've seen me post about it or not, but it is a weekly newsletter from yours truly on the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. Get a more intimate look at how I view life, how I am able to find people to be on the podcast and even be able to take part in who shouldn't be on the podcast. This community is for you. I want you, the encouragers, to be able to go out into the world and spread goodness. And I would love for you to be a part of that. Just go over to my website, www.kellysisson.com backslash podcast, and you will be able to sign up for the newsletter there. Now back to the show. I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. It sounds like um, that ability just, you know, people want, people truly do. I believe this is, I say this all the time. It's because I believe it so deeply. We all just want connection in one way or the other. And sometimes knowing that you're not the only person that's going through something is what helps you to continue to keep going. And so. Absolutely. Because, you know, there's so many people, the the suicide rate right now is so ridiculously high. It, it absolutely breaks my heart. And, yes. you know, it's people who have just lost hope where if they, if they just, they could just hang in there yeah. for a few more months and know that eventually it all works out. It yeah. works itself out yeah. without you doing anything whatsoever. The universe kind of takes over mm-hmm. for you. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's so hard when you have someone who feels that hopeless. And, and I just always pray that people will reach out Mm -hmm. to anyone, um, whether it's a family member, a friend, uh, you know, a a spiritual leader, um, a therapist, life coach, massage therapist. I mean, just tell somebody, anybody that you're really having a hard time and someone will be willing to listen. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's fantastic. That's a good reminder for sure. You know, um, one thing that, that you had said to me that I just really, really love and think we should dive into if you're okay with this is sure. your perspective that age should never stop you from doing anything. And so I'd love to hear more about if you always believe this or like how you came about to this thought. I absolutely love it, but I'm just really interested on like, where did that come from? Yeah. Um, no, I did not always believe that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think for so many years being, um, being a single mom and going from job to job, sometimes having two and three jobs. And at the time, not realizing what my purpose was, I felt stuck. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had missed my opportunity. Um, you know, I'd gone to college right out of high school and I was about to, uh, fail out. So Mm -hmm. I came home before that happened, transferred to another college. And about a year later, I dropped out. Um, it wasn't for me. I was the the socialization was very difficult for me at the mm-hmm. time. There was a few traumas happening with me at the time. Yeah. And I dropped out, and um, I got married, had two kids, got a divorce. Um, I think it was eight years later, and I was I just felt like a failure. I fe- I felt like I had missed my opportunity to be successful. Mm-hmm. And the older I got, the worse that felt. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I'm just going to go from job to job and um, and just struggle. I just thought my life was going to constantly be about struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, you know, depression and anxiety and 
and wanting to set a good example for my kids and not, not, I wasn't sure that I was, mm-hmm. um, there were, I was, uh, divorced, single and divorced for about 22, 23 years. Um, and in that time, you know, there's bad relationships, there's bad choices there because you don't see your worth. Yes. You don't, you don't know where you're going and how you're going to get to have your life be any better or um, ever feel like you can be proud of yourself. So, so in that aspect, it, it kind of makes you choose people in your life that aren't the best mm-hmm. partners. Yes. Um, so I struggled with that as well. Um, I, I really, <clears throat> you know, people have, I, I can't tell you how many times people would say to me, actually older women would say to me at these jobs I worked at, and they, you need to go back to school. You're never too old to go back to school. You need to go back to college. And it just was such a turnoff because I sucked at it quite honestly. Um, I was a terrible student and um, I just thought, well, you know, I'm failure was always in the back of my mind. You're going to fail. So don't do it. But um, the, the older I got, when my kids went off to college um, and I was really, first I was terrified because I didn't know who I was. I spent all those years focusing on making sure my kids were okay. And now they're on their own. They don't, they don't technically need me anymore. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, although they do. I right. Yeah. It. It, it felt like that it was like, well, who am I without being a mom? Right. I just, that was my label was single mom. And so at that point I had to reevaluate what was going on. And I, college was the last thing yeah. on my mind. But as I sit here at the age of 52, my, my brain is not 52. My brain is like late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, and, yeah. so, and so, um, I think to myself, my gosh, I have a lot of life left. I mean, so many women that I can't tell you how many women have said to me, I'm too old to do that. I'm too old to start over. I'm too old to go to college. Um, And that makes me very sad now because when I was 47, it was like someone turned on the switch Yes. and my whole world lit up and I am now living the best life I could ever imagine. Um, I found, you know, my partner in life, my husband, um, six years ago, and I never thought that that would ever be a success in my life. And, um, he's been great, such a great support. Um, but I can honestly say that I would have done all of this, whether he was there or not, which is, which really gives me my own power. Yes. Um, and, and now I, you know, I wish I could scream from the rooftops to have these, these women who say, you know, well, I've been at this job for 20 years and I'm so tired of it. Uh-huh. I'm so sick of it. Um, and I think they feel stuck in that job mm-hmm. and they feel they can't leave because it's comfortable. Right. So um, one of the biggest things that I realized was the best things happen when you're uncomfortable. Yes. And when you're willing to be uncomfortable, you have to be willing to be uncomfortable and you have to be willing to turn the what you felt like was a failure 
turn it around and realize that that's a lesson. There is no such thing as a failure. Yes. Never. Um, and Rachel Hollis talks about that. Yes. Lot, you know? yes. Failure. You have got to turn it around as a lesson and realize I got through that and I'm going to take that information and move forward with it. Yes. And I think I was able, I was finally able to do that at the age of 47 and, and on up, I wasn't yes. able to sort all that out when I was young. Right. Um, younger i'm still young yes i'm so glad you corrected that i absolutely agree i I love that Um, i love that but i think it's really important that women realize that at any age and and i'm still young to compare to what a lot of women would say they'd be like 52 you're a baby um you know there's there's women in their 60s and 70s going back to college there's women in their 80s going back to college getting married You just can't base life on a number on your age. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. You know, a few things. One thing that I um, often, I work with um, the aging population quite a bit. It's just a population I've always been passionate about. I consider myself like an old soul. I just um, pretty easily connect with with older people. And so I was telling my husband the other day, he's, I can't remember, he was making fun of his dad or something. His dad's like 65. He's like, oh, you're so old. And I was like, well, I consider like 85, 90 to be old. He was like, what? (laughs) I said, seriously, I don't think that like anybody is, like in my mind, at least no one's really like old until you're like 85 90 yeah and he was right. like well what about everyone in their 70s I'm like they're still young they're still living their best yeah. life like you know yes. what a what a good you know good good time so um yeah that's definitely something that that I like to remind people of especially clients that I work with like you have a lot of life ahead of you so that's one piece of it the other piece is when yeah. you mentioned Rachel Hollis it makes me think of that phrase that she says like um it could have originated from someone else I'm not sure but I heard her say it the you know what if life um isn't happening to you what if it's happening for you Yes, yes, yes. Time and time again, I find that so true in my own life and in others' lives as well. You know, it seems like such, you know, I think back to the other day, my son's daycare just like up and, not up and closed. They gave us three or four weeks. So I want to be really clear. It wasn't like she was like, good luck. (laughs) She she gave us some time, (laughs) but he loved it there so much. And so it was, it was so, um, so challenging because that meant my work schedule would change. And what did this mean for our family? And so it just, a lot of things were impacted by that. But I started thinking about that quote and I was like, okay, so what if this isn't happening to me, this is happening for me? And what is this happening for me to do? Like, what is the push that I needed that required me to have something like that happen in life so that I actually moved? (laughs) You know, like, what is it I actually need to do? Oh my gosh. You know, looking back at my 20s and 30s, if someone had gotten that through my head, if someone had said, this is not happening to you. You're not the victim of your life. Yes. This is happening for for you to make you um, be the best massage therapist and life coach in 30 years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 30 years now, you, this is all going to make sense. Absolutely. And, um, that was that was life changing when yes. Rachel Hollis said that to said that to all of us. It yes. Was just, it was. Life changing. I agree. I it, what a perspective shift, truly. Like how what an amazing way just to reframe things and to realize that I think not only it, does it reframe it and it helps you realize that like we're not personally being attacked, but I also think it gives you the power back. So if this is happening yeah. for you, then what are you gonna do with it? And and that's powerful. Right? That's some power. That, 
huge. I mean, it drops the stress level right out, yes. right out of the bottom. There's like it, you know, and, and of people of faith, you know, a lot that too goes along with just turning it over, yes. just turning it over to him and let him handle it Yes, or turning it to the universe and letting it handle it. Whatever your beliefs are. Yes. Um, thing, having that belief system and that it's happening for you and there's a, a reason for everything. I'm so passionate about that. Yes. Um, it just takes the stress out of life. I absolutely agree. You know, one thing I'm curious about, I've talked with um, other massage therapists and reflexologists and therapists, you know, mental health therapists and whatever that may look like. Anyone who has a job where you are booking a service, you know, a lot of times I will ask, so like, let's say you had a cancellation. Are you, are you like bummed about that? Are you like, you know what? The universe has my back and I'm good. And I don't know if you have a perspective on that, but (laughs) I sure do. do do Um, I, when I was in college, the uh, amazing college that I went to, I'll give them a shout out, Finger Lake School of Massage in yeah. Ithaca, um, they teach you that. That yes. comes along with your with your teaching. Um, one of the teachers had said, I always look at a cancellation or a reschedule as either an opportunity to get someone else in who really needs it, or it's an opportunity for, for, for you to take a moment to yourself. Yes. Um, you know, maybe get, since I work out of my own home, it's a little different than someone who would work in a spa. Um, but what I, because I'm home, you know, I, I can get something else done that I would have had to have done at the end of the day. Right. Um, or I can take 20 minutes to kind of sit and, and reflect or right. read a book or <laughs> anything. Yes. Um, I, I never get upset about it. Um, sometimes it's almost like, oh, okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love that. There's a, a break from God. Yes. Um, and it's kind of nice when you look at it like that. I yeah. I never get too stressed out. They told us in college, you're going to have ebb and flow yes. with your schedule. You're going to be super busy. And then you're going to have days where everyone cancels. Yes. And that is so true. You just have to relax and and know that it it'll it'll come back. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it, I'll come back, and and a lot of times too, I will. Um, I'm I'm lucky enough that I'm booked out a ways. Um, I have kind of a waiting list for yeah. people, so I get a cancellation or someone reschedules. I I if I feel up to it and don't feel the need to take that break, I will get a hold of people. Yeah, and try to get. That's awesome. That's fantastic when you're at a point like that too. Yes, I, I love so many things that you said. So many things. You know, I'm wondering, um, just one more question, and then we're kind of start wrapping up. But, you know, we've talked a little bit about like past difficulties and how, you know, we can move. But I'm wondering, do you have like really um, tangible ideas of how do we move past our past, essentially? Like, how do we move forward from things that may have happened? And, um, to decide what we do with it at that point? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think that we always carry a little bit with us, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the first things that we have to do is if, if our past is in some way traumatic, Mm -hmm. um, absolutely need to get help. They people absolutely need to go and talk with someone. Um, that's number one. Um, I think, you know, if we have a stressful past or maybe we had a family that was a little rough around the edges, um, I think there's a lot of acceptance that needs to happen and that can take a while. 
to be able to accept what your past was. Um, if it was something that happened to you, or if it was a choice that you made in life where you feel um, judged. Um, I think accepting that where we are is exactly where we are supposed to be mm -hmm. in, this, in every moment of our lives. And that you didn't go through that as a punishment. Right. It, it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't something that you did and you need to let yourself off the hook for it. Right. Um, the, the biggest thing is to take what the, take the lesson from it. Um, we don't want to keep repeating the same mistakes, of course. Right. Uh, but I think taking what you can and turning it around as a strength and not make it your weakness right. and accept that, yep, that was my past yep. and that's no longer me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am no, nowhere near the same person that I was even five years ago. Yes. So, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, choices I made in the past that I'm not super proud of, but they made me who I am. Yes. And, um, and I'm enjoying who I am right now. And I feel stronger than I ever have. Um, you know, being able to stick up for myself and not being such the people pleaser. And, yes. You know, that kind of thing. So um, I think people need to lighten up on themselves because no one's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I really think too, that there is um, a few things that, first of all, a few things that you said, like, I love your perspective of, you know, it's always um, going to be a part of you because I do think that a lot of times we just want to shed uh, ourselves essentially um, from, or shed things from our past. And unfortunately those things happened and, and they're, they're yeah. there. And so they're, they're going to be there, but I do think we can make some really good progress on being able to, you know, process through those and um, move forward. It also yeah. made me think of something, if I can share a quick story, um, sure. So this was probably, oh gosh, I don't know. I would say about five, six years ago, a friend said, you know, I, I don't like reading. I'll be honest. My reading retention is like next to nothing. So it didn't make any sense for me, you know, didn't help yeah. me. But a yeah. friend of mine was like, Hey, have you ever tried audiobooks? I bet that'd be something that you would love. So I started listening to them and long story short, um, a, a lot of things shifted in my life just from that, like one simple recommendation that someone had said. And so probably about six months ago, you know, I said to my husband, I'm like, wow, I have just changed so much. Like sometimes I just think to myself, like, is this really like the life I'm living? I honestly could not have imagined that life would be this good, you know? And, and like, I, I mean, I was kind of tooting my own horn, like, wow, like I've done all this work. And he was like, well, I don't really get what you mean. And of course, instantly I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. you know. But he was like, well, I mean, yep. yeah, you know, you maybe you've changed some, but he said, you know, really, you're just seeing yourself the way that the rest of the world has always seen you. Yeah. And I was like, woo. I, I tell you, that yeah. went from like me being angry to tears. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. I, I think that's like a mic drop. Yeah, it was. And my <laughs> husband, let me tell you, let me tell you, he does not get like real serious a lot. But when he does, it is. It's always like mic drip, boom. And he just like walks yeah. away like, what happened? <laughs> but, but I love that perspective sometimes because I think what it is when we allow ourselves to work through those things, we can see ourselves in a very accurate light. And a lot of times the way that truly the rest of the world is actually seeing us, but we are just so skewed by past events or past perspectives or whatever that looks like that we almost can't see clearly. Yes. And, and, oh, that's so good. Um, 
yeah, if, oh, I had my thought. If, um, you know, if, if I had stayed with the belief that I was a failure, that I was not good in relationships, yes. that I was a terrible student, I would have, I wouldn't be where I am. Yes. If I continued to believe that yep. we are so hard on ourselves. Yes. And, and people have to just turn that around there until you, and everybody has different ways of learning. When you were talking about listening to the audiobooks, that's something I've never done. Yes. Um, because I'm so afraid that if I'm listening to something, there, there's going to be a clock ticking or something and I'm going to like get distracted. Sure. I get distracted really easy. Sure. Yeah. Um, but for me, I, I have to read. I sometimes have to reread the paragraph. Yeah, <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. You know, you read it and you're like, what did I just read? I don't know. Right, right. Um, but if I had believed all the horrible labels I had put on myself um, and continued to believe that I, I wouldn't be where I am. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% yeah. believe that. And, and other people have always said, oh my gosh, you're so smart. Oh my gosh, you do this and you do that. And that's so great. And everyone's like, why didn't you believe that about yourself? Mm -hmm. well, my myself was beating myself up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and we that spend negative, that negative voice. Uh, Rachel Hollis calls her Pam. Yes. My name's my... <laughs> no offense to any Agnes's out oh there. Oh my God, I love it. Agnes, when I... Be quiet, Agnes. I'm busy right now. Oh my God. <laughs> Agnes, I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, I think that that... Um, that perspective and limiting beliefs and, and everything just really has the ability to stop us in our tracks. It's amazing though. I mean, I know without a, without a doubt. And I, I didn't all, I always believe this for other people. I didn't necessarily always believe this for myself, but I always have believed that whatever it is, literally whatever it is that we want to do, we can absolutely do if you're willing to put in the work for it. That's the question. Yep. Are you going exactly. to like let go of those beliefs and are you going to put in that work that will get you where you want to yeah. go? Yes. And so many people, um, they don't, they don't see how much help they can be to someone yes. else. Um, you know, everyone in this world could be a life coach. We yes. all have a path. We all have something that we got through. We worked through it. Yep. And what a gift to be able to share with other women if, you know, you survived something in your past and you can share how you did that with yes. other people yeah. or share the tools that you learned as a young person to be able to share with the young people now. Yeah. I think that I think that's would be amazing if everyone would just share what they've been through and help other people. Yeah, with absolutely. their knowledge. I love that. Yeah. That is fantastic. Well, I'm wondering, can I ask you a few questions that I ask everyone? Sure. All right. So one of them is about Brene Brown. You're familiar with Brene Brown? I love Brene. Okay. That's what I thought I was going to say. I'm guessing you love her. She is absolutely fantastic. That is very true. Yeah. I, I say this almost every episode, but I just like keep putting it into the universe because I believe it'll happen at some point. I keep saying, I want to go to lunch with her. I seriously just want to buy her lunch. Like, let me hang out with Oh, you. yes. Yes, that would be so awesome. Maybe I'll take you I'll take you with me, okay, when we're oh. able to do that. <laughs> that would be awesome. Let me tag along. Yes. I'll be quiet. No, no, you could totally you could totally ask questions. But yeah, I think that, you know, the thing I love about Brene is just her so many things actually. But the one thing that I really want to ask you about is she has her book Braving the Wilderness. 
where mm-hmm. she talks about this is this is my interpretation of it not her words but she talks about you know really taking that first step into the wilderness being alone um, not really knowing what to expect but still taking that step and along the way finding yourself and other people who are also in the wilderness so I'm wondering if you can share about a time where you stepped out into that wilderness yeah um it was a it was a short moment mm-hmm. um it it happened i i've i've always been in the wilderness i've always loved to camp i always love to mm-hmm. hike uh being outdoors is a huge thing for me it's a great energy cleanser um i'll say that to start with uh but there was one moment in particular where um my kids were gone uh-huh. and i was watching something on tv i think it might have been an oprah show and she was I can't remember the name of the book it's called the hike or something like that and this woman did the pacific trail and I'm totally screwing this up I can't remember who she is they did a movie about it too and she took off on this giant hike by herself and it was so inspiring and I was I decided that day I was going to hike by myself oh wow which is kind of scary because you know you get hurt and there's no cell service yeah (laughs) you're in trouble Um, so I decided I was going to go on this little hike where there's this waterfall. It's a very private, um, spot near our house. And, um, I texted one girlfriend and I said, I just want someone to know where I am. Yeah. Um, Something happens, but I'm going to go hiking by myself for a couple hours. And she was like, geez, you know, be careful. (laughs) And I was like, I'll be okay. And so it was really cathartic. I, you know, I I climbed down this little waterfall and, and I was walking through, it's like this, um, slate rock bed that I was walking down with water and, and just listening to the, the birds. And it was incredible. It was so empowering. And I thought I'm out here all by myself. Yeah. I'm literally out here all by myself. There's, there's no one to save me if I get in trouble. Yes. I'm totally on, I'm totally on my own. And I think I, I was going through a lot at the time. And so I, I shed some tears and I, I left all that out there. Yes. Um, and I really, I didn't want to leave once I, once I had that feeling Yes. that I was alone out there all by myself, no one knew where I was and I was fine. Yes. I was okay. Yes. <clears throat> it was huge because I'm not a person who's ever really been alone much. It was, yes. it was life changing. Um, I love that. And then I I had to climb back out of the waterfall. I think that was the scariest moment because I thought, this is not where you're going to slip and fall and make this not happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, yeah. After a beautiful moment. And then it's, yes, that was really great. Everyone should, should absolutely do that. And not just, you know, I always tell people if you're, if you're really having a hard time and your energy is kind of crazy to go outside barefoot in the grass yes. and it grounds you hug a tree not being funny but no. literally hug yes. a tree. yeah um it kind of helps you ground but to go out on a hike in the middle of nowhere is a change changed i'm a changed person from doing yeah. that and That's... it was a short amount of time it wasn't it wasn't any appalachian trail it didn't right you know, i found everest I... right <laughs> waterfall nearby but oh that's amazing though you know I think those moments though where we physically you know know that and and emotionally know that we are alone and we're okay and um 
you know, we're going to be okay. I think that we can then take those moments and carry them throughout life and know no matter what happens, you're okay. Even if you're alone, you're okay. And how cool to have that experience. Ah, thank you so much for sharing that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Absolutely. So the other question that I always ask people are who, and this is kind of tough, but who sticks out in your mind as your biggest encouragers? And it can be more than one person. And it can be through life's journey, massage therapy, however you want to answer that. Yeah. Um, yeah, That that's a tough question. Um, I think, you know, that all different chunks of my life, I've had people that um, were encouragers through, through different phases. Um, so that, you know, we could probably talk an hour just about them. Yes. <laughs> yes. But as, as far as, uh, starting, you know, I've had, um, girlfriends who were always my cheerleader, um, saying, you know, girl, you can do anything. And, yes. and you, you hear them say that, but you don't believe it. Mm-hmm. So um, I think, to be quite honest, I would have to say it would be myself. Oh, I love that. It sounds a little selfish. No, no. <laughs> um, I've, thought, I've thought a lot about this, and um, if if I, I've had a lot of people who have been so supportive and so loving, um, people who have had my back no matter what I was going through. Um, but if I hadn't told myself that I could do it, yes. that I could get through it, that I could survive it, um, I wouldn't have done it. Yes. I had, I had to be able to, as my mom would used to say, God rest her soul. Um, you got to pick yourself up by the bootstraps and keep going. Yes. You know, no one, no, you can't rest. There's no resting. You have to keep going if you want to fight for what you want. And, and if it's, you know, if it's big enough, you've got to fight hard. Right. Um, and I think I hear her and, you know, saying that to me a lot, but yes. I, I really have to take the credit myself. Yeah. For once. <laughs> yes. I love that you, oh my gosh, I love that so much because here's what I always am trying to tell people. And a lot of times people look at me kind of funky when I say this, but it is, <laughs> it is one of my goals to be the most encouraging person that I know. Okay. And that's not, yeah. it's not a competition. I want to be really clear. It's just that that keeps it at the forefront of my mind that this is what I want to do. But in yeah. order to be encouraging to other people, I have to be an encourager to myself as well. Exactly. And I have to be able to fight against those negative, those negative thoughts. And that's one thing for me lately that has been huge for me is I can do hard things. That's been a theme for me lately. I can do the hard things. I don't have to run away from them. I don't have to have someone else help me with them. I can do those hard things myself. But until you get to that point where you can tell yourself that over and over and over and over again, if you have to, you know, I think it's. it's really challenging. So I love, I love that you are owning that, um, and, and, you know, and shared that with us because I think it's so true. And I hope that other people can hear that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, there's a lot of negativity in our world right now. And, um, I think that, that it, it's very stressful times all yes. across the world. Um, but who is more negative to us than us? Right. Right. You know, one of the first th- tools that I give people, 
uh, when they come talk to me or even friends is when you get up in the morning, your first thought should not be, oh, I got to yes. get up. Yes. Oh, I have, you know, or you look in the mirror and then it's like, oh my gosh, you look terrible. Look at how fat you are. All of that stuff, you need to switch that around. We are extremely negative on ourselves. Yes. And we have to be able to turn that around and encourage our own self to get up and be the best that we can be every day. Yes, absolutely. So true. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that perspective. So I want to check in with you. If someone's wanting to follow you on social media so they can see your journey and what all you do, where would they find you? Um, I have two business pages on Facebook. One is called Kind Hands Massage Therapy. And the other one is called Kind Heart Life Coaching. Awesome. I love that. So they can find me on there all along. That is perfect. And we will definitely link those on the website as well so that they can find it there if they're having any difficulty finding you. But I'm sure that they'll be able to find that. So. Well, great. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for taking some time to be on the show today and to share your wisdom and your heart. I just love what you're doing and I can't wait to continue to follow and see where you go. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you for giving women their voice. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to www.kellysisson.com backslash podcast, where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest. See you next week for another episode.